Welcome to episode 312 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my uh, my gym jumping co-hosts, Peter <laughs> and Jake. Not too, not too bad. Not not gym bad jump. effort there, Kurt. Especially uh, we, we take that effort here on the uh, the anniversary edition of Street Finger Two Turbo. Um. Where we at? You got to go back to the original story, the classic story. Will <laughs> Ryung Finger and his and his rival Ping Ken team up and be able to defeat the evil M Bythum? <coughs> Play the game and figure it I out. I hate that you've workshopped this joke further. I know since you this did. afternoon. I know. <laughs> I said it fell flat. I can flatten it more. I have my joke hammer. We can beat it to a pulp. <laughs> you dead ass spent the last like four hours workshopping. <laughs> yes, we'll say uh, that. We'll so, say I spent four hours on it. Well, obviously you didn't spend that. But for those of you at home who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, uh, Peter deployed well, this mean, joke. <laughs> there's not much backstory to it. <laughs> No, I mean, I, there's not, but uh, he depl- uh, we worked together, and he deployed this joke earlier this afternoon, and it was met with a firm eye roll. <laughs> oh, it was it was crickets, baby. I like, like how you describe his joke like it's literal, like, explosive armaments. It's weapons-grade bad humor. I, think, I was wearing my... I think I'm fair in saying my that. My gun range safety out, safety officer outfit yes, today. He was, Peter was dressed <laughs> like the fucking maintenance man at the gun club. Just Dude, I, had the, I had the big headphones and the, pl- and the beige shirt with the, with the olive green pants. The Carhartt oh. work pants and the steel-toed boots. He looked like... He was he was an NRA Hathaway man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I got to give a safety course at three. Uh, I I got to take off. I'm the only one here today, so the range is going to be closed for like half an hour. I'll come back and and we can all keep going. But um, coming over, I got coffee. I I, I brewed some hot coffee for everyone. You know, if you want a cup. <laughs> and of course, as always, we're coming at you from the prestigious dressing room of. None other, Halloween star, and now wonderful, overweight, middle-aged lady, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee, h- how you doing? Great. I, I feel like... I, 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 I was, was waiting to see show. if you were really going to pull... A Jamie Lee Curtis impression. No, we're gonna edit in her. Hat. We're gonna edit in her audio after afterwards. Uh, she's she's mic'd up. She's just like way way far away because I just cannot stand the smell of her perfume. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty rough. Um, she's got it's all that it's all that activity. She, she double fists and butt plugs for some reason, and boy does that gut like just get lower and lower every every time I see it. Uh, can't look away. Can't look away though. I can see the dimple of her belly button, and I'm curious how deep that bad boy goes. 
I got my tape measure out, and I am going spelunking. Why would you have your tape? You need a depth gauge. Come on, Jake. Well, see, I was gonna, I was gonna have one of you guys hold on to the end of it, and then I'm gonna jump in. Oh, I see. <laughs> Can you hit me with that noise one more time, please? Because <laughs> if you if you pull a tape measure too fast, it like freaks out, and it's like whoa. Oh, that was the tape measure. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh <laughs> no, I don't hit sides going into that belly button. <laughs> I'm free falling in this bitch until I hit whatever crevice is at the bottom, whatever treasures, trinkets. It's like a it's like a dragon's hoard down there, just gold coins and treasure chests, and in the center, just a gold a, a golden sword that King Arthur once called Excalibur, but Jamie Lee Curtis has uh, sequestered it for herself and said, no, no, no. This is mine. I will win the Oscar with this one. I'm proud of you, Jake. I think that's your longest. You've been doing the show, what, like four or five years now? It blends, you fi- yeah. You finally got your one. You finally got your one long dynamite right. soliloquy, and I couldn't mm-hmm. be more proud of you. I'm gonna, we're going to clip this and put it in the trade papers for, for your consideration campaign. <laughs> We're getting you a simultaneous EGOT this year. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Called the one shot EGOT. It's a technique patented by Brie One Shot EGOT goes to Most Jacob Townsend tell you the... from the Saturn Sons podcast for his Jamie Lee Curtis soliloquy. Now being picked up by Warner Brothers for $250 million dollar movie. Comes, she walks onto the stage. Keep your name out my belly button. <laughs> and Keep then my belly she, button's name out your fucking She she hit pivots real quick and that gut just blaps me on the face. <laughs> Alright, at the at this point, Jake, I need I need to know that you know that it was a prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? With all the talk about method acting I going on nowadays, I need to know that you know. I that don't know anything. I I know that the Wiener hands were prosthetics. I know that, or CG. No, those were legit. No, no, the CG <laughs> is in the rest of the movie to cover up everyone's regularly occurring hot dog fingers. Yeah. <laughs> the monkeys with hot dog fingers actually took over and we're I just they uh, spent uh, 20 of that 25 million on that on James Hong's we, uh, CG wheelchair. <laughs> that was amazing. I thought it was going to go back to the future or some shit. Uh, what do you have a rice cooker on the back of that or was that a coffee maker? <laughs> Couldn't tell. It, it encompassed every, for some reason, 1980s office appliance. That the, was um, uh, when, when, this, when this comes out on more like streaming services or whatever on DVD, uh, man, the, the like 101 Easter egg people are going to have a field day. They're going to pick this shit apart. They're going to be like, actually, if you look at the mirror at two minutes and 32 seconds... You'll notice the nose hairs actually 
intersect into a message. Yeah, I could see the the collider breakdown of this movie. Yeah, I it would it would baffle me. It would, it would baffle my mind. It would waffle my irons, um, <laughs> and it would pull that waffle out, lay it on a platter, or as some might say, a tray. Much Got like. It. Much like uh, our reoccurring segment, our periodic segment, like a sunspot, um, in the in the same way, it causes massive uh, chaos and uh, damage to electronic systems. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trey Watch, a natural disaster for the modern age. I do hope you stretched. I do. <laughs> Baby, I, I, how do you think I get to the sunspot? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta reach, and you grab it in two hands, and you just spin. You spin it, <laughs> and you get there. Um, we have this is this is one of those weeks where there are many trailers. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna transition with uh, the speaking of disasters. But I might have missed my window, but I'm doing it anyway. Speaking That's, of disasters, see, that you're, I'm glad we shared the same ethos. <laughs> Speaking of disasters, Jurassic World Dominion, trailer number two. Yeah, they just keep oh, giving mama. us more. They, oh, can't wait till this one's. Can't wait to not watch this one. <laughs> yeah, um, the fact you want to see a bunch of dinosaurs that look less real than the ones in a movie that's you know 31 years old <laughs> well you see because the military needed them to uh, attack brown people in the desert they needed to blend in better so they toned down their quality a little bit on purpose they actually come out of the eggs in like 760 just a little grainy you know, yeah. we've, we've created the world's first low-resolution dinosaur. <laughs> we had the technology, but only so many polygons. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were so busy thinking, wondering whether or not you could, that you didn't stop to think. <laughs> That's my impression of, of compression artifacts. Uh, IRL. Um the fact that the the plot of this movie was not in this trailer, I I mean I I assume that there is no plot. Isn't it in the trailer? The dinosaurs are are on the loose and they need to stop them. That's but a plot. Also of, <laughs> of equal the... of equal importance is this baby this singular baby <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> because That's a plot. I guess this, you know, I I want to go back in time and just slap the tablets out of all the focus group people when they said, I want to see more of Chris Pratt and his pet dinosaur. Let's follow he's the story. He's fucking looking old, isn't he? Like, he's aged a bit since this franchise started. His uh, his his latest Twitter controversies have just aged him up a little bit more. His, his recent cancellations are not doing him justice, but hey, what can you do? He's here with what can you do? You said Jurassic something Park. that that some some person out there, you know, dug through and found offensive and and now 
I mean, how can you expect to live with yourself after that? You you made your life just a little bit too public. And somebody didn't like that. <laughs> On top of you making too much money. And so Not my Mario. <laughs> Fuck you, crispy rat. Oh, didn't they push the release date for Mario back? <laughs> yeah, so now it's going to be uh, one year from a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, they they had to push that, and then they had to pull in for this movie the entire cast of Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, they, this is what happens when bringing back the old characters goes too far. <laughs> Much in the same way that the original Jurassic Park, the the concept of bring back those old dinosaurs also went too far. <laughs> uh, speaking see, of Peter, when you have no ideas left for your franchise, this is all you have left. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of uh, pushing back um, at uh, cinema, CinemaCon, is that what it is? Yeah, CinemaCon, some shit that I think, I think Disney does this stuff or whatever. I don't know. Could be everybody, uh, but they. I see um, you, you thoroughly researched this before bringing it to the show. <laughs> well, I know I know Disney is a part of it because Avatar too, but I'm seeing uh, just a bunch of different movie stuff with the hashtag CinemaCon. So maybe it's just a big movie fest. Um, anyways, I would assume it's a convention focused yeah. on cinema. Oh, oh! I think there was a Disney panel. I'm sorry, the Disney panel. Uh, the, the, what people are buzzing about going buzz buzz uh, Avatar 2 officially titled oh, yeah. Avatar the way of water Avatar book 2 water so is there going to be an Avatar way of fire and earth and air uh, I hope follow? they maybe they change the title again to book 1 way of water that'll be even better um so yeah, they named the yeah. title. Uh, they showed a couple screenshots. They look good, and they put a, a release date, a tentative release date. I mean, it better look good. They can't get screenshots after the, um, the, half of the, the decade. It's it's been almost a decade, right? I don't have the release date right on me. It's I been think over it's, a decade. I think it's December. Since came out. Uh, December something, early December, um, and that forced Warner Brothers to just fold real quick and push back the Shazam movie by a week or two. Yeah, I'm, I understand the trepidation of competing against a sequel to you know one of the highest grossing movies of all time, but at the same time. Does anyone really expect Avatar 2 to make anywhere close to the amount of money the first one did? Do, uh, I, think I think people expect no. it. I don't know if any rational people expect it to. I mean, people went to go see Avatar 1 because... I can't believe it was Because it was, the sh it was the showcase movie for all these emergent cinema technologies, mm -hmm. like yeah. the new stereoscopic 3d and 3d imax and imax and all that shit it it doesn't have the sequel won't have the same luxury because we're all used to that shit now yeah yeah i mean the one thing like... it has going for it is the ride the avatar themed ride at disney world is like reconculously popular um so maybe that has like colored people's memories of the film but need i remind anyone this film was essentially Pocahontas with blue people. 
literally, literally Pocahontas. Um, they are re-releasing Avatar. Um, oh, do they have a release date for that too? Uh, fucking tweets. Just so they uh, can scratch out above Endgame and highest grossing of all time to say the sequel to the highest grossing movie of all time. It, just after Thor Love and Thunder. So I think that might be like summer, uh, sometime in the summer, September. I think it's September I saw. Um, they'll have a re-release of Avatar 1. And I cannot wait for them. To, it just to like do terribly. Yeah, it's nobody wants to go see it. <laughs> when I think of a, a, a movie re-released in 3D, the first literally the first thing that pops into my head is uh, when they release Star Wars Episode One in 3D with the plan to do all of them and then just never did anything with that again. <laughs> yeah, Disney said, if I if we're gonna buy this from you, you need to. Please don't make him. Please don't embarrass yourself in public like this. Yeah, if we're gonna hold I remember, hands, I need you to be. I need you to be cool. I remember that when that first happened, and it's like, oh, are you excited about this? I'm like, I mean, a little bit. I have to wait a long time until any of the good ones get this treatment, and then they never did. None of the good ones did. And it wasn't even. I thought. I thought it wasn't even like um, stereoscopic. It was red green. Or red blue 3D. No, it was it was very specifically stereoscopic because I remember I was reading Popular Science and they had an interview with George Lucas about it, um, hyping it up, and he very specifically hates red blue 3D. It like makes him sick. So he oh he of course thought about doing Star Wars in 3D according to him. Sure, but sure you did George, but. Uh, the the 3D glasses of the air made him feel sick. Um, made him snatch. The uh, going briefly over what we got for the rest of uh, some other things that were announced. Uh, Disney Strange World. This is also like intertwined with like Mar- their Marvel releases too. At the end of 2022, we're looking at Disney Strange World, uh, and then. The Haunted Mansion in the beginning of 2023. Like the reboot of the movie? Yeah. (coughs) Uh, Followed by The Little Mermaid. I'm assuming that's a live action one. I think we we had discovered that movie's existence. Uh, The Haunted Mansion, speaking of. um, Yeah, I I think that that sounds right. And then uh, (laughs) Indiana Jones at the middle of 2023 or something. I think it was when we did Jungle Cruise and we were looking at movies based on Disney rides. Mm Mm-hmm. And saw that they were remaking the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> this might be a remake of a remake. I've d- one thing Disney Plus has taught me is that all the movies I grew up with are actually remakes of much older movies from their yeah. catalog. Like to to a movie like Parent Trap, uh, Doctor Doolittle. I'm pretty sure there's an older Haunted Mansion movie. Probably wouldn't be surprised. Flubber. I, I don't know if Flubber was, but... Uh, may, so, may well, then. Uh, speaking of Flubber, uh, you know who's probably... I swear to God, if you say Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Flubber's also uh, the name of one of these gay guys, I bet. <laughs> on Fire Island. <laughs> um, I can see... Where, from a social standpoint, people would be happy that a movie like this is getting made. 
Um, but I feel like those same people would be very disappointed that it looks this bad. <laughs> so I think we can all agree. Uh, this I may be I may be offending somebody when I say this, but I think even if this movie was like great, the gay community would still find a way to bitch about it, and it would still be like indifferent on where people stand with this. <laughs> this I, comes off as like anti-gay and pro-gay at the same time. Like, but it's, it's gay on gay I violence. Know, I could so see like, people who would receive this negatively, but I also uh, know or I had. Uh, gay friends who would be like, "Yes, I. This is exactly my speed." Yeah, <laughs> give I me mean, more. I've all the all the gay friends I've had have probably would are probably of the ilk that would not like this movie and feel that it's very stereotypical and yeah. and some with some of these characters offensive portrayal of gay people. I understand that. Very flamboyant gay people do exist, but there seems to be a disproportionately high number of them in this movie. Yeah, there's, uh, I think they call them twinks. I'm uh, not going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> or power bottoms, um, or they could be just selfish tops in disguise. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my... I my, I rhetoric... your audacity to try and clock these guys. Just from the trailer. I mean, you got your twinks, you got your twonks, you got your bears, you got your beavers, and you, you also your got your, your otters. I mean, <laughs> it is otters. literally like the 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 homosexual uh, Merriam-Webster <laughs> encyclopedia goes long. It's too complicated. I could never be gay. There's too much reading. No, involved. that's <laughs> honestly one of the main thing that <laughs> turns me off of that whole thing. There's too much to if learn. It, if it were just easier to fuck dudes, <laughs> I might I do went, it. <laughs> I, w- I tried going into the ranked Q on grinder. I got kicked out. I had to go back to the lab <laughs> and practice, practice my fundamentals. Dude, I was labbing out my grinder profile for hours. Just <laughs> never could the, crack in. Oh, that makes so much sense. The, so the ranked Q on grinder is just the waiting lobby for League of Legends ranked. So I, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. So I, I've been there. So I get it. It's hard. It's it's a dog eat dog world. <laughs> Surprisingly, good micro game is not appreciated there. Hey IBG, you happy with your affiliation? <laughs> oh, they're delighted. Oh, uh, <laughs> I. Oh God! All right, I gotta throw this one. Nobody out plays there League it's, over it's there. It's a classic joke, because um, you know casual sex implies the concept of ranked competitive sex. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Or or, hey. or it could just mean formal sex, where you you don't take off your business attire. White gloves. <laughs> you wear the... White gloves wear, and black Jimmy hats. These, <laughs> these business socks that go up above my calf stay on during the bed, the bedroom time. Wait, do they not... <laughs> For you regularly, <laughs> you- uh, well, see, sometimes I slide down, so I do have to put on those like socks, uh, socks. What are they called? Socks. Fuck the no, no, the, the <laughs> sock suspenders. 
whatever the sock suspenders are called. Garter belt? Garter garter belt. Yeah, yeah. Put on one of those. Attached to my thigh. Stay up. Mm. I like to imagine that you're just talking about just there's like a a thumbtack at the end and you just kind of stab it into your hip to keep (laughs) it up. There's no there's no actual belt. It's just the garter. I got a dermal in my thigh. It just clips it. This sock garter garter belt thing. Like what a wild thing to have a solution to a problem that I've never experienced. I experience it all the time, so I get it. I get it. I got chunky calves. I got powerful calves. A lot of my my walking power comes from my calves. As a boy, I would inadvertently do calf raises out of nowhere. Yeah, no. Some people push with their quads. I push with my calves. Every step I'm doing, I'm doing calf raises to get me going. You actually, if you zoom in on my gait, you can actually see a little bit of air time. A little bit. I got Chinese. The Chinese gate recognition software from Orbit is fucking measuring the altitude you get every stride. It's like a solid centimeters, two centimeters. You know, I, I get a little bit before my heel comes down. That it's regulation calls you have to cut it there. Jake's feet are like the Atlas stones. You got to get a little air to go under them for it to count. <laughs> God, that's right, guys. Fire Island. Fire Island. Oh, Hulu. Uh, I, I think Fire Island's real, though, too. Which is, yeah, which it's is... a place, it's like on Long Island or near Long yes. Island. Full, um, where the gays are just allowed to roam wherever. Well, I'm pretty sure they're just allowed to roam <laughs> wherever. <laughs> anywhere in America, certainly. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. anywhere in the world. There are there are a few yeah. countries that they might want to avoid. And generally, just steer clear of the continent of Africa. <laughs> Be safe. Don't want to end up in the wrong country. Those borders are very fluid. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm reading the news stories about the this upcoming movie. So or the series. I don't know which if it's a movie or series. Uh, Variety says uh, it'll the world premiere is going to open New York's uh, New Fest, uh, and Entertainment Weekly says Fire Island trailer envisions the gay Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a sentence. I guess that's the, what the angle are going with because NBC says Fire Island trailer Pride and Prejudice goes gay with Joel Kim Booster, Bo and Yang. <laughs> Okay, I guess I don't know what Pride and Prejudice is about. <laughs> yeah. Here I am I thinking Pride and Prejudice was already pretty gay to begin with, so <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is the gay one? I thought the straight one was the zombie one. <laughs> the one with all the shoes thing. Uh, that's a movie. Sure is. Movies uh, also include titles like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Napples, Napples, Napples. I think that was the, the original title for, for Fire Island, and they changed it. Um, <laughs> they got into Ah, oh, damn it. Somebody took it before we could. I think this um, movie is 
uh, the trailer made me laugh for this. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, Pete got Davidson, a lot of Zoomer. He's got a lot of Zoomer doing work in it. I mean, I don't care about Pete Davidson in this, but the whole concept of fucking uh, a slasher film with Zoomers is hilarious to me. <laughs> like, I fully expect the slasher to like get taken down by like getting canceled on Twitter or just like getting talked into circles about oh, how they're canceling and stop gaslighting me slasher murderer. I want one of the vi- I want one of the the uh victims to be in the corner on her TikTok. I'm trying I'm trying to shift back to my own home. <laughs> I close my eyes I can yeah, shifting. I can hear myself we, we just, not being in the horror mansion. We just learned that uh Gen Z kids have only now recently discovered what dreams are. <laughs> Their Shia minds LaBeouf have awoken. He has so much work to do in this world. Their minds have awoken at thirteen. They're late. They're late bloomers, and they've decided to dream about shifting to Hogwarts. Yeah, I uh, I never had high hopes for millennials as parents, but they've they've disappointed me. <laughs> I want to. I I need to find the tick like a TikTok about like someone doing shifting but they're like i can hear the gears the gear tone changing i could i swear i could feel the rpms going down <laughs> i i'd like to think that Don't nature nature will correct course uh and and maybe even overcorrect as a response to zoomers and come out with a generation that just comes out of the womb with a 20-year plan to become a cpa <laughs> i think that's what the boss baby was about uh, you know I hope I so. Think we're, I think we're past Gen Z now, aren't we? On like Gen Alpha or some shit like that. They the are. new, the new babies. So I think you know if we're counting from like you know ninety five to we're gonna count what twenty years right to um twenty fifteen. That well, gen, no, that was yeah. well that would um, be no ninety like ninety seven to twenty twenty probably would be Gen Z. Yeah. So then, yeah. So the the alpha kids are they're almost in school at this point. Mm. Well, how we'll see how delightfully how delightfully. Uh, so alpha generation comforting. is estimating to be early to mid twenty tens as starting birth year. So it's your ten and eleven year olds, uh, and it's probably going to go till the mid twenty twenties or early twenty thirties. As Gen Alpha. That's an alpha. That's what I oh just saw. Okay. So it's generations the... are like almost thirty years, because millennials are typically thought of as eighty one to ninety five six six yeah because yeah. yeah. I know I know times. millennials like got a bad not bad rap but like they started lumping like a lot of the later millennials as just millennials. So when you tell like a 30 year old or something that like my brother, like if I said you're a millennial, he'd be like, what? No, I'm going to go live in a cabin and disconnect from the government. Well, if you ask anyone (laughs) over 50, anyone younger than them is a millennial. Yeah, true. (laughs) And honestly, anybody older than me is a boomer at this point. (laughs) Shit, just skip Gen X. Yeah, no. Gen Gen X X in Yu-Gi-Oh, skip them in life. The the mid the middle children of history, but don't don't become Fight Club. <laughs> don't become... <laughs> um, 
We got another trailer for the Black Phone. Uh, see a little bit more of uh, the abductor and his van. Um, when we first saw this, you know, it's an interesting concept. It's the Sixth Sense meets uh, an escape movie. I don't really have a good example of one off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, it seems kind of trippy. There's with all your ghost friends. No, like the kid has powers and or doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a or controls ghosts people. or something. Yeah, the ghosts yeah. tell him how to escape. I believe is the conceit of the movie. That's pretty cool. I'm down down to clown with that. Ghosts. Of not his what I'm not down to clown ghosts. with is all the messaging in on the count of three, specifically the red band trailer, because that was had more bad potty words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, to, uh, trigger warning, uh, suicide references, couple of, couple of blokes uh, want to off themselves, and they decide to do it together because they're, they don't want to mess it up if they do it themselves, or they're not yeah. sure they'd go through with it if it was just themselves. So they're, But they inevitably do, and they want one more day. Yes. One of them wants one more day. Zany I, day. I, I have a feeling that this movie ends the predictable way and they discover a new will to live. So the one thing that I was confused with is they said they wanted to do, or the one guy said he wanted to do some good in his last day, but it appears that what they were doing was not good. Oh, they were in fact doing crimes. Revenge to her. Yeah. Because it looks like one of the scenes was... Uh, one of the protagonists beating up his what what I'm assuming is like his abusive father or they team up like yo we're gonna get back my dad or seems like there's a shit ton of dark comedy in this Mm. because they make lots of jokes uh, it's described as a pitch black comedy by one of the whole quotes in the trailer Um, Christopher Abbott looking almost but not quite like uh, like Shia LaBeouf in that's what I thought he was. I thought this was Shia yeah, LaBeouf. Was, he's got that look. He's got that like that very serious face, that and those heavy brows of like furrowed thought. But he's just it's it's the it's one percent difference between. He gave him. me strong mountain man vibes with a he's very a, full beard. He's fictional cannibal, not quite Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Um, they put the suicide. Disclaimer at the end of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Beginning, yeah, they, they bookended that. My, Just to make sure. Oh, my, uh, oh, the Red Band trailer had a beginning one. Mm-hmm. The Red Band had one in the beginning, too. The trailer contains subject matter related to mental health and suicide. Oh, yeah. If your loved the, one the is in crisis, there. please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1 800 273 talk. Or yeah, crisis text line at text talk to seven four one seven four one. Talk to someone who can help. And the the end one Should... is uh, suicide is a leading cause of death in the U.S., but it is preventable. Help is always available, and you are not alone. You can learn um, from the American Foundation for Suicide yeah. Prevention. I should also note that Henry Winkler is playing a supporting role in this. Yes, I, I did notice the fonts. He is. Uh, I. I. I haven't seen a lot of Barry. I've seen some clips from Barry, 
but he was very he's very good in that. I should start um, watching Barry. I think it, it, it looks like a good show. I just watch all I watched all the most dramatic parts, so maybe I ruined it for myself. I but, tried to um, watch the first episode, but I, I wasn't feeling it. I'll give it another shot. It's got Stephen Root in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a I think it's has the potential to to move you. Uh, but yeah, Henry Henry Winkler, he just got cooler. He got older, and he got, he got cooler. Oh, he was great. Is uh, love him on He's Arrested in Development? Call Saul, right. Was he? Yeah, he was like Saul's like brother or something, or like brother in law. I I don't know. I haven't ever seen the show. Um, Either. There, that's on the count of three. Speaking of a star-studded cast, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, starring Rose Williams, Jason Isaacs, and Anna Chancellor Freddie Fox. Leslie Manville as Ada Harris herself, Lucas Bravo as the spectacular Andre Favel, uh, and of course, who could forget Alba Baptista as Natasha? Like, come on! And it's a wonderful movie about a uh, little old cleaning lady who gets a little money and goes buy a dress for herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And they do a little. Uh, they do. They try to do a little Pretty Woman. Is it Pretty Woman? I guess I think it's Pretty Woman. Well. Where they, I mean, they try to kick is... her out because she doesn't look bougie enough in a oh. in their dress shop or something. Pretty woman's about a prostitute. Yeah, but they like she goes dress she goes like shopping for clothes yeah, and Rodeo. they like try to kick her out. Yes. That was the whole thing. That was a, a whole thing about it. And they, they try to kick out this little cleaning lady, but she said, No. I I am a proud is... cleaning lady. Who saved up for this dress? Let me in. Mm-hmm. Oh, it saved up. Yeah, your husband got killed in war. <laughs> you forgot the collected money. So that that was a weird thing. I thought she like came into a bunch of money. Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris. Is that a play on like? Oh, they did. How the how the Brits don't like speak their you know, H's. Say their H's, except when except in the case of Herb. Well, they, they do say the word. They do pronounce it H. H. Mrs. Harris, would you clean my closet and pick up me clothes from the drawer cleaners? Yes, it's based. Jake on sounds like a chimney sweep with like a low battery. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least our schools are shooting galleries. Would you care to join me for a sport of tea? That's the uh, that that's the trend that has been coming up on my TikTok lately. Is the uh, uh, you know, question anything about what British people do, and they respond with, "Well, at least our schools don't get shot up like crazy." I see. That's like the now, only joke. I, I I want I do want to make a small appreciation here i i appreciate your faith in us to say to have to specify that it's your tiktok that that is being viewed um the implication being that we also have tiktoks um something which uh which politifact.com races an on it gives an on fire rating to Pants on fire, yeah that is that is what they they've awarded their first ever pants on fire hanging from a telephone wire rating to that <laughs> statement. 
Well, it's for the for the listeners. I'm not talking about your TikTok. You may have something completely different. You may be on Bollywood Talk for all I know. Um, but mine uh, flip flops between. Hey, Bali, India TikTok. Oh my God, CEO of India. I gotta. My my concept of TikTok is like is like you're an 1800 sailor and you're like riding the high seas. Yeah. I've been to Bollywood Talk. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Oh. I will, I rode the waves of the algorithm. The, the stranger so... tides that you've never seen. I've seen women shift in the Hogwarts live so, before your very eyes. So back in the day, um, India used to have TikTok, and they used to just give out phones to free to everybody. Um, okay. and, and their TikTok was on fire, and up comes this. Buff, I think is an actor. And oh my God, does he create some of the most beautiful pieces of cinematography I've ever seen on TikTok. Uh, and he was pronounced uh, the CEO of India by TikTok. That's a little TikTok lore. Is that why the one guy from Spider-Man, is uh, he's, his meme is the CEO of sex? Could be. The guy who plays uh, Ned in, in the Marvel Spider-Man. They have, I guess there was some photo shoot where like he recently shaved his hair or something, and everyone fucking. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen the uh, the shaved head Ned. Yes, I think he had Pro- in, like, the promo for the movie. Yeah, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I it's for moms, I guess. <laughs> it's for mom. It is no, it is. Yeah, it is for moms. Uh, yeah, the, the dresses and little cleaning ladies. I don't know. Do what you want. Another movie for moms, Watcher. Yeah, I'm sure my, my mother would love this movie. I'm sure. You're not safe even in a grocery store. <laughs> Looking out your window, hey, you were guessing. Should have released this on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mother, dropping this Mother's Day. Do you love your mom? Would you watch other women relentlessly from your neighboring apartment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this one before. Woman believes she's being stalked by a uh, a serial killer who lives wow. lives across the street. What an original concept! Yep. Um, if you want to wait, uh, oh, is it no? Okay. I thought this was a remake of like an older or like an American remake of an older movie or um, I guess it's just a it's a port of a French uh, French port. Um, I think it's the yeah, the voyeurs. Yeah, I I think think. I don't know if this is a direct or or if it's just a coincidence. I know we've talked about the voyeurs before, but I think that's just indicative of how unoriginal this movie is <laughs> yeah um um see. but fucking this whole movie could be solved with curtains <laughs> by curtains <laughs> so yeah. i think they're with uh, with the pull apply quotes, for a handgun permit the pull quotes and and that obvious feature and i guess some of the plots i think they are it almost feels like they're spoiling it that she's actually the one in the wrong here like that she's actually being the 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 weird creeper person 
Yeah, that would be that would be uh, worthy of. Well, I don't want to say it'd be worthy of art house consideration because that's a pretty obvious like bend to take on it, but mm-hmm. it would make its presentation as an art artsy debut at South by Southwest kind of film make more sense than what what the more uh, surface level events of the trailer would lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this this line on Wikipedia. And it does not make sense. I guess it could make sense, but it just it just doesn't come off to me as something sensical. Um, principal 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 photography um, began on March eighth, twenty twenty one, and concluded on April sixteenth, twenty twenty one, in Bucharest. The film took approximately six years to make in total. Hmm. I don't know how. I don't know what five years of pre photography looks like. Unless you're oh, counting I mean, from the germ of the screenplay all the way through. Yeah, pre-production can take a while if it like needs. Sometimes it bounces around studios and scripts and directors. Um, I would probably say from the time the screenplay play was written to it being made is what they're referencing, or they meant months. <laughs> that it could very well be. Um, this is, I guess, this was be, is being distributed by AIFC Midnight, who is also uh, the other. I think the other trailer, the one of the last trailers we're going to talk about today, is also being uh, released by AIFC Midnight. So I think that they just kind of did their like. Here's what we picked up recently from the festivals. I'm I'm learning every day about the about the movie industry, uh, <laughs> specifically. I just realized now how the things go from the festival to the to the big screen or the the public screening is that they probably show at the festivals and then they are bought by studio executives yes yeah so it's it's like a it's like a showroom or a fashion show for the movies i see thinking uh so ifc they like here here's our you know here's our releases for this year they're gonna happen um and that other release i guess we should talk about is uh flux gourmet oh Chase butterfield he's he's going he's he's going to movies he's playing roles in movies i remember when he was in the enders game movie um and then he he moved on from there to this um, kurt what is this that's an excellent question peter and i'd love to answer you but I have no fucking idea. Um, I maybe it's about well, <laughs> it's it's about cooking in some capacity. Right. It's like um, rock. It's the the world of rock star avant garde art cooking. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's the trailer makes it feel like there's some cannibalism involved. Yeah, they're definitely going for like secret horror angle. Yeah, it it really feels like they're they're pulling some some stuff from the the Santa Clarita diet playbook. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think this movie looks particularly good. <laughs> I think yeah, it just looks too weird. I don't know. 
I'm guessing this will be this is primarily for fans of the director who, who've already liked his work because that's the first thing they put up as their their first uh, pull quote is like Strickland. This is his like craziest film ever. This is the next big one. Um, so I'm sure this seems like something that like I, I guess you would call it a cult following. This is one to to be part of some enthusiasts collections uh some of the quotes from this a triumph well not from the movie but the quotes from like reviews and whatnot magazines a triumph a fully realized immaculately tailored creation i have some poll quotes from the youtube comment section uh cinematic art is truly hitting an all-time low says km hill Necessary Evil says, I'd rather see a Jurassic Park crossover with World War Z. Visually sumptuous Fantasia, the Hollywood Reporter. What? Nope. What the fuck? It looks like it's a random just for the sake of it, says Gary. I think the top commenter summed it up really good. Clearly the greatest film ever made. Unless it's not. That's... I mean, I can't. I really can't argue with that. That's right on the. That's money. accurate. It it might not be. I mean, are you leaning towards one side or the other based off this trailer? I'm leaning towards not. Uh, things. There's too much brown in some of these things, and it looks like poop. Nope. Yeah. No, there's a you. lot of uh, smeared chocolate pudding. Yeah, um, it's chocolate. Uh, Gwendolyn yeah, Christie I, <laughs> is playing uh, the her, her role from Game of Thrones because that's what everybody knows her from. So mm-hmm. just imagine her as a Brienne of Tarth. And there's one the the guy actor who is whose character is very insistent that he his farts be a, a an important addition to this piece. The, I, I think did half hear of that this, correctly. Half of this trailer movie? is him. Like either talking about his farts or on the pooper, and um, good. That's good for his character, you know. I I want to see. I I don't want to see that. Arc. <laughs> I just I I plainly don't want to see that character arc. Yeah, it's uh, gonna is... look suspiciously like the arc of a butt crack. This is gonna be um, one of those films that pretentious hipsters will never see but pretend to love. Um, and that's going to round out Trey Watch because we, we got to get boogieing. We're 50 minutes into the show. <laughs> we had fun. We had, a, we had a gas. Yeah. And now it's time to follow up on the gas with the follow-up. <laughs> Take a look at the box office winners and losers. All right, for Weekend 16, April 24th through 22nd, no, 22nd through 24th, Year of Our Lord 2022, raking in the cash at a very, very poor box office weekend, let me tell you. But opening in first with $23.95 million, yes, that's good enough for first this week, is The Bad Guys, a... DreamWorks Pictures uh, animated family movie. Uh, in in second place, moving back up, overtaking 
Fantastic Beasts, as we we speculated it might, is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's got legs, baby. It, uh, that it does, and it's got tails, too. That has crossed the... two. It's almost made $300 million worldwide. By next weekend, it should have crossed that threshold. Spider-Man, here we come. <laughs> uh, dropping two spots, cratering. 66.8% despite opening in 37 more theaters. Jeez. Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. $14.02 million. More like the obvious of Fumbledore because they dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More like drop the depth, am I right? But you know who never drops the ball? The fine folks you find those under fantastic rocks. Beasts. Those fantastic beasts. <laughs> and you want to know? I'll I'll save you watching the first movie. You want to know where to find them? <laughs> IMDb user review section. <laughs> yeah, buddy, they're right there. I know where to find them. Um. And we will read you some reviews. Uh, this movie has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's the critic score. The audience score was a bit more forgiving at 84%, but the 6.5 on IMDb indicates that it is not receiving universal praise. But Saki Saf, Safki Han Video uh, has. Has love for this movie. 10 out of 10 review. I want fourth part. And he writes, Summary of the story. Analysis of plot elements. Parenthetical. Rising action. Climax. Creative elements. Parentheses. Dialogues. Characters. Use of colors. Camera techniques. Mood. Tone. Symbols. Costumes. Or anything that contributes or takes away from the overall plot. Opinion. Parenthetical. Supported with examples and facts from the story. It's a review template. <laughs> oh. you, just, you just didn't fill it in. <laughs> nice. Um, At least he's organized. <laughs> now, I would I would expect this guy to be a a PI, um, maybe a hardened cop, um, maybe uh, an ex football player with uh, severe CTE. Um, an old deluded golf player who almost made it to the pro-am but didn't didn't get it at the right time. It's Vic Goodman. I hate you, Warner Bros. <laughs> One out of ten. I will never watch your movie. Back up. <laughs> I will never watch your movies. Possessive? <laughs> in a theater because he did the RE ever again for replacing Johnny Depp I love Mads a lot but replacing Johnny Depp went too far you could have stopped giving him any more roles but you didn't have to replace him you did not have to res- you did not respect for what he was but disrespect him. 
<laughs> that's the, that's the perfect body language for that, Jake. I, <laughs> just the just the the, the, the needless huh? chest I'm popping. Not sure, you you you, you did you, not respect. You pick it up and put it down. <laughs> but disrespect him. Disrespect <laughs> him, man. <laughs> Just pump faking people on the street. <laughs> Abrupt end. 80 out of 115 found that helpful. A lot of people found that helpful. I found that helpful. <laughs> my, my soul You did not is... respect for what he was, but disrespect him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I guess I have to match popular review for popular review, and then we can say that we've actually covered some, uh, some reasonable criticism of this movie, and then we can go back to the... The ridiculous shit. Um, SB Waitman with his four out of ten review uh, lacks the magic and awe this series deserves. Um, rather slow and boring with a politically oriented plot which throttles itself through its design choices. There's lots of spectacular looking CGI and special effects, but most of the action was in dark scenes which made it hard to see what was going on. And for all the magic in the film, it had none of the awe or amazement of the Harry Potter films. Some funny moments, and the acting and music was okay, but the secrets were underwhelming, and although the production value was high, the entertainment level was not. 242 out of 342 found that helpful. That's probably the most popular review. Yes. Um, Just to balance that out, shout out to uh, Sella Cup's 5 out of 10 review, I fell asleep, parentheses, a couple of times. Uh, Teresa Peterson has a 10 out of 10 review here. Great job. Good job. I actually love the film a lot. Mads Mikkelsen did such a great job doing the Grindelwald, and I'm impressed. What, what kind of dance move is that? I think, it's, I think it's something like this. Do the Grindelwald. Do the Grindelwald. Um, what the fuck? We'll definitely watch this movie more times. 15 out of 26 on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got to give an honorary mention and I, I had to change things up a bit because there were too many under the helpful comments uh, too many Johnny Depp references a lot of people were really pissed the main, the number one pet peeve at the 1 out of 10s is that they took out Johnny Depp okay I get it the trial's going on we're, we're still doing that I heard of it uh, <laughs> I, I heard of it I, I heard of the it. poop I heard of her I depth the depth Horton heard a herd. She Amber Turd is uh, not liked. I get it. Um, but I have to give a shout out to this one who did not mention uh, Johnny Depp in the review. But the title is Mwah. there's always one, the cherry on the woke cake. <laughs> Anyways, but the real review from the real person, real Whitley, two o two three o, one out of ten fell asleep. I probably managed to stay awake for less than half of this film. If you add up the bits that I endured, perhaps that means I don't have the right to judge it. But to my mind, it accurately reflects the fair, the the fair on fair on offer. A lot of the dialogue was inaudible. Nothing much happened for long periods. When action does kick in, it can be visually stirring, but with so little investment in the characters and their predicament, I was not exciting. 
or it was not exciting. <laughs> Sorry, he, he did no no grammatical mistake there. I did a I did a fucky walkie. <laughs> it was not it was not exciting for this person. It's not an I was not excited. <laughs> I was this is in Bollywood, okay. I mean, I was in uh, I was in the movie theater. I wasn't doing anything particularly exciting at the moment. <laughs> I was not excited. I was not just out. I was eating my popcorn. <laughs> I should have been throwing hands a little bit more. I was talking my to my daughter. Americans. I'm like, can you can you explain this to me? I don't understand what's happening. Who is who is this Dumbledore? I huh? thought Johnny Depp was in this if movie. <laughs> if I am elected, I will start a probe into Dumbledore and figure out his secrets. <laughs> the congressional records must be unsealed. <laughs> Why are these beasts the so fantastic? They only give will them to the one percent. I want the mundane beasts for everyone. I've been to Azkaban. I, I've been to Azkaban. I've spoken to the Dementors. They're great people. Great people. Great, great people at Azkaban. A lot of great people at Azkaban. Everyone's saying it. Um, I think they should take them from the dark forest and put them right in Azkaban. So opening in fourth. <laughs> so hold on. Sorry. <laughs> wait, I got. Oh wait. I'm sorry. This is too... <laughs> <laughs> we got to start off with my. Correction. Uh, to finish this off, uh, I've never been keen on Harry Potter fan. Harry Potter fans of the franchise may feel they should take these comments with a pinch of salt. But my wife, who loved Harry Potter uh, and dragged me to a number of films, yawned her way through this and pronounced it poor. Fifty-five out of ninety found that helpful. Instead of poor. Um, poor. All right, I'll run, yeah, I'll my Guy got, got a little little jumpy there. <laughs> I was excited, uh, but we can't forget. Uh, Vasfari Benjamin's 4 out of 10 review um, in which the title is one of the most intriguing mysterious characters of the HP universe finally gets the spotlight no no extremely childish joke of a film no plot twists no need for 90% of the characters there's just there's just an obvious bad good side no gray area no in between overpowered good side beats the bad the weak bad side only reason I gave it a 4 out of 10 is because of Hedwig's theme in it. 2 out of 2. They're good people on both sides. I don't know this Grindelwald. Bad good side. Maybe a very fine No fellow. gray. No in between. No gravitas. I've never talked to Grindelwald, but he may be perfectly fine. I've heard of him, yes, yes. He's done some stuff, but... You know, he has sure the elder wand, and I have to be honest. He doesn't have secrets, I, though. Only only bad people keep secrets. Everyone knows this. We should look into this it. Dumbledore fella. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I a lot want of secrets. to see Dumbledore's long-form birth certificate. <laughs> have we even seen behind his beard? I mean, are there, we sure there's not two people That's under there? That's a fucking throwback. Y'all know the birther movement? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he may uh, not even... Dumbledore uh, may not even be an American. He might not be a wizard. <laughs> Are we sure he's not show, a muggle? Show Are me sure? his long form sure? certificate. I, I don't know. I heard somewhere. I heard somewhere that his sister was a muggle and his brother were a muggle. I'm not. I'm not sure. People are saying it. Uh, opening in fourth is the Northman. Bring in what I feel has got to be for a uh, pretty decently budgeted release. A, a somewhat disappointing opening. Twelve point two nine million dollars. Um, I think the Northman is going to have legs. I think it's going to stay around, around this. Well, let's I, hope I think the same it'll... is true for the number five movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which we all gave a hearty must-watch rating to. 
So why did it only make seven million dollars? You cowards! Yeah, <laughs> the fools! The fools! Watch Fool. a fun movie. Enjoy laughing at the movie theater. Come on, idiots! Oh, yeah. Uh, everywhere, everything, all at once, which we will talk about later in the program. Uh had a a nice little week five for it there down two spots but still a respectable 5.425 million dollars positive word of mouth has kept it uh, from dropping too much that's uh, only a 12.3 percent drop from the prior week um as kurt very clearly splits his attention between the show and the nfl draft uh the <laughs> city i was wondering I was like, he got very quiet all of a sudden the lost city yeah is <laughs> in seventh down four spots from the previous week. But only a 30.3% drop in gross. We just had three movies open ahead of it. Uh, $4.33 million. That's brought in a pretty respectable $130 million worldwide for a... essentially uh, a, a venture rom-com. Yeah. Um... I- Father Stew down three spots itself, down thirty eight point four percent. Morbius continues its precipitous drop, down another fifty point fifty one point two percent this week, and out already of eleven hundred and fifty six theaters. God, but it made so much. It made such a good amount of money. I mean, probably not relative to its budget. They were saying it was budgeted like appropriately, like I think it was a seventy-five million dollar budget. I think, like normally the the superhero movies have like somewhere around ninety to a hundred billion million. So they were thinking it was already not gonna make a ton of money. Well, <laughs> they didn't spring for the greatest effects. Like. But they, I also, yeah, seventy-five to eighty-three million with the box office. Yeah, total like one fifty-seven. Um. I don't know. I don't know how much they spend on advertising. It seems like I saw a lot of um, like social media advertising with like just Jared Leto in it, and maybe he's cheap. They, I don't know. Had, like, <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo. Like, he uh, that guy's weird. He might be like weird. Like like he like I love doing this shit. I'll do it for free. Don't even pay me. Yeah, because he just as wants long to spread the word of himself. Thirty seconds to Mars concert. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would never like have thought that the man with his own uh, cult compound island would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, I it's did totally not know he had a cult, a cult compound guys. island. It's <laughs> no, they just joke about it being a cult all the time. It's, it's just a, a joke, long... Guys. It's a joke. It's a really funny joke it's, that like everybody's in on. Everyone's laughing at it on the island <laughs> where it's totally safe and not a cult. You just get to we see can sleep with them. a lot of 30 Seconds to Mars. Everyone loves that band. Everyone can name a 30 Seconds to Mars song that they love off the top of their head. I particularly see, I love... Think of a- <laughs> it's a great song. I can't think of a single song, but I know them as a band, and I thought mm-hmm. they were popular. Why do I think that? That's how powerful Jared Leto is. <laughs> That's like that's as far reaching his uh totally not a cult brainwashing goes. 
I don't think I've ever listened to a song from 30 Seconds to Mars, but somehow I know them like as a very popular band. Um, what happened to me? <laughs> you, you, you went to a concert, Jake, and you wound up on the island. The island. I so. I'd slept with the Lido. Uh, and rounding out the top 10, we have Ambulance. Um, Jets pick is in. <laughs> I'm about to get very angry or very sad in the minute here. Um, or happy. I suppose that's an outcome. Not one I've experienced often, though. Uh, Ambulance, $1.79 million. Though, shout out to the Batman for bringing in $1.5 million despite being on HBO Max for two weeks. Ooh. Um... So that's that's the follow up. That right there is what we call the follow up. And now follow. we talk some gaming news, and uh, we'll we'll keep it brief here because it's going to be a wild discussion about this movie. I'm sure. And we don't want to say if you want to keep it even more brief. I have my Elden Ring review. <laughs> I kind of want to make this like a a Lindsay Buckingham-esque running joke. (laughs) I I finally have, I finally beat Elden Ring. So if you want to hear about that. You found the Elden Ring and put it on his his Or if you you want to push that to. Kurt Kurt learned this week that the players in Elden Ring were called the Fingers. (laughs) I heard the Fingered. Fingered. Uh, well, there's fingered the two no, well, I heard you say fingered, so I was like, I did, like Tom Green. <laughs> All you Zoomers out there won't get that joke. Uh, nope. Activision. Uh, yeah, bl- yeah. Um, Tell us about the finger game, Jake. You want? You want to hear? Okay. All right, I'll, I won't, Let's do I won't it now go and too then much. Go over the rest of the news. Yeah, I, I won't go into too much uh, like detail because there's uh, a lot of background information, like a lot of story. So this story was written. Uh, I guess the like outline uh, was written by George R. R. Martin, uh, where there was a lot of detail put into it by him, and then he gave it to the developers, which they then expanded on a little bit, I guess, and kind of fleshed it out a little bit more and added that into a game. Uh, the game is uh, very good, very, very good, very open world. Um, there is, however, a technical set path that you can go on. You don't have to follow it. You can jump around. Uh, you might find yourself uh, under-leveled or over-leveled for certain areas, uh, so you might want to maybe scope out the right path, but... I like the fact that you have the option to visit anywhere in the world, pretty much. Now, you say uh, you they can jump around, but can you jump up, jump up, and get down? You can if you if you press A, 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 and then click the <laughs> click the, uh, the, the, the top of the wheel. Uh, Excellent. Thank the, you. The button thing, <laughs> that fucking thing, the crouch. I didn't get down. Um, yeah, but... Very good. Uh, the combat's very good. The only thing I, I'd say is like the uh, the camera breaks a little bit when you're uh, going up on against big uh, enemies, where you kind of center in them or you focus in on a on a leg, and then all of a sudden they do something and the camera like shifts up or they jump up and the camera just jerks up a little bit. But it's it's not often that you're you're going up against like something super big. Uh, you also have like options to do. 
a uh, bunch of different classes. Uh, what was your build, Jake? My build was a mage. I was a mage. Uh, uh, mage. Towards the end, I was pretty overleveled um, <laughs> and put a lot into like the health and some other uh, aspects to it. But I do want to do like a, a bonk class or something like that where just like I, I hit people with big fucking hammers or Simple. a giant sword. So it, you get a lot of a lot of different elements to it. If you want to be this just bruiser that wears the heaviest armor and can take all this stuff, uh, take all the damage, or if you want to be like a light, ma- light wanna... squishy mage and deal a lot of damage at once, then you the have that element to it. Where you take <laughs> the two fingerprint shields and you max out poise and defense, and you just yeah. stride up to people and just tank every hit and lose no stamina. Yeah, the... There's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff that you can do. There's a lot of uh, cool elements that they brought into the game. The upgrading system is really simple. It's pretty intuitive. Uh, I would say uh, one of the caveats to like somebody just getting into a Souls like game uh, is don't take on too much at once. If you start getting into multiple like missions or whatever, they don't really have a, a mission tracker, so you kind of have to use a guide to make sure you can pick up where he left off. However, I would recommend also using a guide just regardless, just so you get the full effect of the game because there's a lot of like hidden elements, there's a lot of hidden stuff, um, a lot of hidden caves where you can go in and pick up uh, cool items and uh, different upgrade abilities. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of elements to this, uh, this game that I haven't seen anything similar to in a long time. Uh, people are calling this like one of the greatest games to come out in a while. I think that has some merit. Uh, just a really good quality game. I, As it runs on PC, I was still having stuttering, stuttering issues. I don't know if it's something on my end or if it's something still on their end the game that they have to pretty, fix. Pretty rough technical state from what I hear. But i was like a 2070 uh, i was on a 2070 and i was still having issues with it even running it at like medium all across the board so i'm like i don't know if this is on me i I mean i had updated drivers and everything so that's kind of unfortunate um because there were reviews that came out earlier that they had to switch over to the ps5 version of it to actually have it run smoothly enough to get a good feel of it Mm -hmm. um but i finished it i powered through with i thought it was fine even the st- the you know the different clips he had to do um story-wise awesome story uh something really cool to like dig into deeper and and learn a little bit more about uh so i think it has a lot of really cool elements that you can if you want to dig really deep and find some in-depth lore videos it's super cool it's the different uh characters and there's seven different endings to it this game's got replayability. They just like walk you into New Game Plus where you can just pick up from the beginning is, with all your old stats, I think. All old stats right. and items or is it's all your stuff from the first game. Are there seven is every ending from a different new game? Because you can go the traditional Dark Souls ways you can go seven new games deep. Usually before it stops like hmm. leveling stuff up. Um, I know so I heard, I saw somebody start a new game ten, um. Okay. So they they did it like ten times, which is a fucking lot. Um, but I imagine after a certain point, if you're just trying to like run through it and get those numbers, it's not super difficult to just 
blast through bosses, especially if you know their style already going into it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it turns into Risk of Rain style um, curve yeah. balancing. <laughs> the enemies yeah. are growing stronger than you are. But you know, hey, you can you can go, you can remake your character. I mean, there's got there's there's something for everybody. If you don't like your character, if you start building the wrong way, there's stuff early on that you can re respect your entire character. Uh, that's not too difficult. You get weapons from like every element. So if you see a weapon that you really want to use, you can go respec and and use that weapon for that. Um, there's there's just there's so much depth to the game that it's one of those games that people are going to be looking back for years and being like, found something that nobody's found. Found a new area. Found a, a better area or whatever. Um, and it's it's just fun. It's just, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I was like going to bed thinking about the Elden Ring and then waking up and be like, I gotta get back on, man. Like, it was a fucking drug. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? And I haven't felt that in a while. I haven't felt that about a game. So I was really pleased, and I'm glad I picked it up. It was definitely a worthwhile purchase. Well, maybe maybe we can all enjoy the Game Boy D make of Elden Ring that's currently being worked on. Oh! Um, Elden Ring may have some performance woes on PC, but what about the original Game Boy? (laughs) User Shin on Reddit posted work-in-progress footage of their OG Game Boy D make of From Software's hit action RPG, it most strongly resembles The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening with top-down exploration of scrolling environments yep. and a familiar sword-slash-attack, but also translates the essential Soul Series dodge roll into a new perspective. Um, it's, uh, when it's a silly PlayStation thing. Bloodborne was not enough, you had to go deeper. We must go another level deeper. Yeah, so this is... Uh... That's interesting. It looks like the, like it looks. I know the the gameplay is kind of based on Link's Awakening, but the graphics look very Pokemon esque. <laughs> the role oh, looks yeah. goofy. Like they got. I know it's a D make, and I know it's early. Um, they there's room to improve these graphics while still having this fit on a on a Game Boy size cartridge. I promise you. I don't know. The, the role should not be sprite rotating big. 90 degrees. <laughs> Elden Ring's map is pretty big. <laughs> He's cartwheeling. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, the map was huge. Damn, there was just so much to explore. Uh, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play it on the Game Boy now. <laughs> I am hype. So, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two, we mentioned how it's doing well. It's now beat out its its prequel um, to be the highest grossing domestic um, video game movie. Um, it's a bit of a ways off from uh, World of Warcraft's four hundred and thirty nine million dollar total mm-hmm. for global box office. I don't know that it'll get there, <laughs> but uh, that movie was garbage. <laughs> so who's really the winner here? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Sonic, uh, it's always it's always a bit of give and take with Sonic. You know, there's there's always a bit of good news oh, and no. then a bit of bad news. So um, in order to capitalize on Sonic's momentum, um, there's there's new games in the work 
well, a new and game that works. We Sonic didn't talk Frontier. about it last week. Sonic Origins. Uh, yes, I'm talking about it now. Sonic okay. Origins uh, is our, our make good now, which are native ports of the classics. So not Genesis, ROMs, and an emulator. Um, although, to be perfectly frank, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, they're native, Frank? native ports um, to the PC. He's perfect. Or, That's who he is. Or whatever platform. Um, I guess it's kind of a similar thing to the Pixel remakes of Final Fantasy VII. But Sega will begin delisting all of the other ways to buy this game. The game, Sonic Origins, also for games that are like almost 40 years old is going to ship with Denuvo DRM. <laughs> I can't wait. I, you know, I can't wait for the Wi-Fi to catch my fucking S3 and K cartridge <laughs> and put up the no way sign with the DRM logo beneath it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's silly. Although the collection does have Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic 3 and Knuckles as a single game. It, it contains Sonic 1, 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Uh, the great delisting will happen on May 20th, about a month before Sonic Origin is released. If you already do own the digital copies of the games like me, you'll still be able to play them, but they will no longer be available to buy on Steam and the Xbox Store. The exception will be the Nintendo Switch versions of Sonic 1 and 2, which remain available through... Sega Ages Sonic 2 will also be available on Nintendo Switch Online Plus for the Sega Genesis. Um, this is not a surprise. Uh, Rockstar did the same thing with the GTA trilogy games. I mean, Nintendo did the same thing with their Mario 35th edition. Yeah. Um... Hopefully these will be the definitive versions of the game and you won't miss them too much. I already have these games through, uh, you know, the Genesis. Uh, yeah, I have my Genesis 3. I have the Genesis 3 as well here, and I also have them on uh, the Genesis collection on the Switch, on the Sega Smash Pack for the PC. <laughs> on the, yeah. <laughs> Sega Genesis collection for the PC. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be able to play them. Is is my my point? Um, I do have my, my little Sonic and Knuckles cart back there. Activision Blizzard shareholders have approved the Microsoft buyout, but it still is subject to regulatory approval. Um, so there's there's your business update on that. And without further ado, let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. I did it on the. I, I, I picking up what you're putting down. I picked up those hot dog fingers. Yeah. Um. Boy, I, I, we, Peter and I went to see this movie Tuesday evening. Mm -hmm. Um. And. I definitely needed the two days to kind of figure out how I felt about this movie. It's mm -hmm. it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I, I walked out of there not really 
knowing what exactly I just saw. Um, so it's still sitting with me. It's like it's like a uh, I I ate a a bad perfectly Frank's uh, <laughs> Frank, and it's just sitting like a rock in my stomach. So I'm waiting for it to pass. So I think I need another day because I saw this last night, and I'm still like. Raccoon Anui? Raccoonie. Raccoonie. Raccoonie? Yeah, Raccoonie. Um, I, uh, Kurt's seen my homepage on YouTube. He knows what my fucking algorithm looks like. This, I've been preparing for this movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like Ali, baby. This movie was trying to give me the hooks. That was bobbing and weaving with it the whole time. I was like, yeah, I. this is my kind of trip. Um, you know, it feels like you're drunk while perfectly sober. Um, I also watched this movie high. <laughs> yeah. So my mind like was in premium expansion mode. Your third eye was already open. My third open. eye was okay. open. And what it saw was a movie that has a lot of themes, but no clear message. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I I got the message. I got the theme. I well, no, no. I just the, think the it themes was a... were there. It didn't really have anything to say other than fetishizing oh, nihilism. Like... I guess. <laughs> no, it's just like don't be a bad parent. Like bad bad parent, and and also in the in the uh, in the efforts to not be like your parent, it's very easy to end up being exactly like your parent, and that's how. You know, I mean, the mother it's was trying. It's about family. <laughs> yeah, it's, so a, it's about, about it's, it. it's about family. It's like it's like about a mother daughter relationship and how how they how it dissolves over time and how she struggled to kind of always reclaim it and it like slipped away. The harder she held on to it, the harder she held on to her daughter, the the more she wanted to get away. So it was like that smothering effect, and you can't like really smother your kids like that too much don't smother your kids you gotta know how to talk to them don't don't smother your kids don't end up you kill them come, you kill come them. home don't do that have a few drinks smother your kids think it's fun it's not don't smother your kids stop it um uh, so i just thought i like it was a very simple message and theme but like getting there from point a to point b never let them know your next move man just fucking always be bobbing weaving and pulling hot dog fingers out. It, uh, because holy it's shit. It's a movie that uh, is is very unique and very original. Um, it mm-hmm. certainly takes inspiration from other media like uh, Lucy and uh, uh, Rick and Wong Morty. Kai. What, I think that's the name of that guy. The whole movie star universe was based on... Uh, his his uh, that's for for in, I guess later in the movie, but um, there are a lot of scenes in there that are based on his kind of film style. Um, I heard a lot of comments to that effect. Um, in the mood for love, uh, it was a yeah Wong Kar Wai Wong Kar Wai, who I guess is a famous uh, Chinese um, director. And so that was one of his big things in a lot of this movie. That was one of the big references there. Um, but the movie is chock full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
so what you have is ostensibly a a sci-fi comedy that spends a lot of time on uh pretending to be other genres of movie. Yeah. Um and it's all really a a, a bit of a muddled mixture. Um, it is it is quite a a hearty dumpling to try it's, and digest. Yeah, it, it's hard to to really parse out. So I, I like I said, it, it took me a while to kind of align my thoughts on this movie. And uh, typically, when I when I can't like immediately form my own take on something, I have to like you know ask myself the standard questions. Uh, would you see this again? Uh, my answer to that is probably no. I think it's I think it's a little too long, um, and it belabors its point a little too much towards the end. The the by the time we got to the end of the third act, I was like well past ready for the movie to end. Um, not to say it's a bad movie. I certainly don't think it's a bad movie. But I'm not convinced it's a good or great movie either. So related to would I see it again? Would I recommend it to a friend? The answer is I'd really have to know what kind of movies my friend likes in this situation. Because mm-hmm. I don't think this is a movie I could like say to my mother, oh, yeah, go see that. You'll like it. <laughs> yes, it's it's hard to recommend to... Uh, for lack of a, a better word, because this, this word is a lot more descriptive, normies. Um, the lay audience. I would not recommend I guess. this to normies, because the uh, you know there's there's a few too many dicks in there for for general public viewing. There, uh, there's uh, there's, there's a couple toys. sex toys. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of references to sex toys that I when when usually the normal number is like zero. And this had like four or five. I was like, "Huh." Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, this you know, as much as I, it would be hard for me to recommend this to anyone. Um, I would, I would probably watch this movie again. I would also, uh, with consent, use this as a litmus test for my friends. <laughs> I would watch this with a new prospective friend and be like, "How'd you feel about it?" And use that to gauge their tolerance for batshit weirdness. Um, I need to screen my friends yeah, before right? we before we just dunk them in head first. And I was debating on taking Chris into this and uh she just wasn't available for it, but um I I came out of this like not sure if she would like it. Like as I'm describing certain parts of her, she's like, Oh, that's funny and like weird. And then I'm like, hot dog fingers. And she's like, I don't like that. I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> and I'm like, but you would like that in the overall message. But like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you would like basically the first 20 minutes and then the last 20 minutes. And that's pretty much it. And like the middle part would just be too mm-hmm. weird and adventurous and I will s- bizarre. I will say it makes, to digest. Um, yeah, it's. It makes not strides, but it 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 at least I could I get the sense it's reaching out uh, to try and meet the uh, the general audience kind of halfway, uh, in that it mm-hmm. starts simple and it keeps ratcheting up continuously but, yeah, the I whole movie. F- I think they go a little too quickly. 
in in the beginning. I think you kind of like, and like we were talking in the car, like they they seem like they're establishing the rules for how it works, but then very quickly into the movie they throw out the rule book, and, and it becomes a very allegorical fantasy yeah. kind of. Um, sometimes I mean, I think they kind of just sped up the process of like how they figure out how to do it. I, cause I was always thinking they get directions in their ear. What? Well, maybe that's only to specify which one to go to. It's a multi. And then they were just doing anything. Well, that's not uh, even that, but like there's, there's one thing in particular where I noticed, okay, they're taking some liberties with what you can and can't do. And it's, uh, after, well, a character dies, is killed in a scene earlier, and is then back under the control of another consciousness in the following scene, mm-hmm. which kind of defeats yeah. the purpose of an earlier scene mm-hmm. that is, is, is seemingly establishing some rules of engagement here. And right. I think yeah. you, they very you very quickly as an, a, a viewer lose your reference point. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie would drive Christopher Nolan movie fans up a wall. They would go fucking. Be- they would go bonkers <laughs> trying to figure out the mechanics of this movie. If Tenet yeah. is sending them to the whiteboard to <laughs> to draw the conspiracy well, charts, yeah, no, totally. I mean, this this is like because it, it does it sets out very specific like certain beginning rules and then there's a quick divergence of that later on and we'll go more into it like spoilers but like like even like the hot dog finger universe because i was always thinking the, the 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 universes change based off you making a weird choice at some point and the weirder your choice is Currently, the faster that can project you out, and it'll you'll you'll transfer bodies or whatever. But the hot dog fingers wasn't about a choice. That was like just a universe where people yeah, developed that, hot dog fingers instead of fingers. Clear of. So I guess we can, without getting too much into spoilers, explain that there's this concept called verse jumping, where you can take the consciousness of yourself and you can, yeah. one of the other. Yeah, many universes live another go to another life, and yeah, take you, those you borrow from it and exchange them. Essentially, it starts with, out as a one way, co- but you realize it's really more of a two way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the caveat that if you spend too much time in that other life, you can like fry your brain. Yeah, and that's why he's like, don't don't go too much into that life. You'll get lost and you'll 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 fuck up a little bit too much. Yeah. So in order to activate this process you have to do some weird fucking shit and at first i thought like that was supposed to be the linking factor like you and your alternate self just happen to be doing that exact same action at the same time uh-huh. but no. no that turns out that was not the case um and it's just an excuse for the screenwriters to cook up some really weird things to put on camera so yeah the reason they give is well let, statistically let's just, let's just uh, can we go spoilers i because I, I feel like we're 
I don't know. All right, we're we're jumping a little bit more into spoilers, so we'll give you the the fair warning, spoiler warning uh, here if you if you want to go see I it. I would recommend this movie. Don't worry yeah. about the I, mechanics of the plot. Just go with the flow. If you're, I would say just go have fun with it. It's already super bizarre to like try to describe. I have a hard like, time recommending this to someone who isn't innately curious about the premise. Um, like I, if you were on the fence about seeing this movie, I don't think you'd enjoy it. If you had interest beforehand, go see it. It's at the very least an interesting experience. They did a lot on that budget. Um, like it's cause it's like, it's like turning red, you know, it's got the same like kind of premise to turning red, the messaging, the theming behind it. It's just this takes a wackier point A to point B approach than Turning Red did. Turning Red did giant pandas. This did multiverse traveling with you know butt plugs. Um, and uh, with that in mind, we'll uh, we'll jump to spoilers. So what I was saying about the 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 like the rules of verse jumping was, I, I'm pretty sure how they described it was the the most like what what option that you can do right now is the most like random thing you can do the point zero zero one percent chance thing you could do am i gonna swallow this beer bottle right now Mm -hmm. no am i going to um uh, break my phone in half you know or am i gonna break like they said break their arm or something like this right now yeah and and that is like the most bizarre thing you could do, and that like gets you close to another reality, um, yeah. That you can jump to, and then unless there are people on the other end of the headpiece that they have saying, "Oh, that's the universe you're going to jump to," mm-hmm. then you go do it think, or something, or, so, or you just randomly jump. I think yeah. that the headset, it's a communicator between universes, but um, it it is, it's almost like a, a key starter for the process because very quickly, yeah. our main character, Evelyn, uh, who is introduced to this whole thing Matrix style with yeah, her yeah. husband very being uh, Morpheus or Alpha, Alpha mm-hmm. Waymond being Morpheus. Um, Morbius, which uh, it was Morbius. Like Morbius if this sweet. movie, if this movie had been made like fifteen years ago, I think Jackie Chan would have been cast as Wayman. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> probably um, yeah. the guy who played him in this. Let me look up his name. He was the uh, guy who played Kei Short Hu, Round in Kei Indiana Hu Jones. Quan, really. Kihu Kwan. Oh, so that's why they did a short. They did a short round joke. I think. Oh so. shit! Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, I oh. learned that uh, reading more into this movie afterwards. Yeah, he had a. He, he had. He was a also up. in the Goonies. Yeah, Kihu Kwan delivers a reference to his Indiana Jones character short round when yelling at Evelyn, snap out of it. The scene plays out exactly the same in Indiana Jones and the Temple of June. Doom. Temple of June. When Indy is under the... That's my favorite (laughs) When Indy is under a spell (laughs) by Mola Ram. Temple of June. When when the June bugs start coming out, they're just all over the place. Um, Uh, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so... uh, 
yeah, they start out with this very, you know, the rules and stuff and talking about the headset is the thing that that does it. But very quickly, she like outgrows that. And she develops the ability that, to do it on her own. So it's something that you can just that can just you can do. It just needs yeah. stimuli to get the process. See, started. that's where it kind of like. It makes a weird diversion there where it goes from being like a very sci-fi concept to more of like a, a magical thing. Mm-hmm. Um where with uh with Joy, you know, it's an experiment gone wrong sort of situation where that kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. But for Evelyn just to develop that power i i get i get that she's the one yeah what so hold on hold on she can do it but she still needs the headpieces all the time um well she kind of does it by the end yeah i don't she doesn't by the end i thought she did no because she doesn't have it at like the christmas party and i don't think she was jumping though and the rock universe well, they were definitely jumping because they were caring for their conversation from a previous scene. I I thought I thought they were just going between the universes, like cinematography, cinematography, like cinematography. <laughs> from a story point, they were just jumping between uh, the the universes, like running their and having in those cloud atlas style. Yeah, having having those instances run parallel because she started spending too much time in one. And I, don't, that started, I don't think so. Cause uh, that kind interacting of, with those, I like cheapens I or invalidates thought... some of the dialogue that they had, mm-hmm. like at, at the very end when they're like, Oh, you can be anywhere in the multiverse. Why would you want to be, be here in this one dealing with this shit? Um, like that doesn't make sense if they weren't like hopping around. Yeah, because I also kind of thought that like, I even early on. So it start yeah, it starts out with a very like a low low scale plot where it's just a couple of jumps just to get you in, get your toes in the water, mm-hmm. get you going. Then they they cut that with a fight scene, uh, a comedy fight scene, so you can see um, see uh, Kei Hu Kwan um, do nunchuck shit with a fanny pack. And it kind of just ground it grounds you before they take the next step and start. You know, she jumps off the map is is how they get to the hot dog fingers universe. Is she takes like this this jump that would just never happen, and they do the fucking scene from two thousand one, a space odyssey, with yeah. the hot dog finger gorillas. Which are killing like the, some of the humor in this movie is is pretty good. A lot of it is a little little blue, which feels cheap. Uh, at times, but some of the humor really, really does land, and that that was one of the mm-hmm. scenes that got me. Although, like to it's... Jake's earlier point, and and even they they kind of say it in the movie that you know every decision you make creates a branching universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What decisions led the hot dog fingers? <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the thing that doesn't make sense. Well, I think that's is also that... why I said it was and... off the map. Like it was nowhere on the map. Yeah. Of decisions you can make. It was, yeah, yeah, because they did say in like the the thing like, like they were saying that oh maybe she is the one as in like the one that can like affect different real like it affect different multiverses without or jump to different multiverses that don't require her to make a decision 
And that and at that point, what did she do anything to jump to hot dog? Well, when she was jumping, she did it like wild. Like she did it blind. Yeah. And they showed the montage of a bunch of weird shit happening and one of them was was pictures of hot dogs. So it's like it's hmm. like um, you know, a little a little uh contamination got in the mix there. That's what it felt like hmm. to me. Um but yeah, so it, it starts going from there and as it grows and grows, you get introduced to the villain Joju Tabaki. Uh, is it Jobu? Jobu Tabaki. Jobu Tabaki. Yeah. Um, Jobu Tabaki. Juju Chewbacca, which which uh, coincidentally happens to be her daughter in the in the universe where things start out because the main like the hub the of the movie universe. is this IRS office where um, where she has to work out her taxes with Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> and they introduce <laughs> the the big black circle is like the central symbol of this it's film. The donut, the bagel. Or bagel. See everything yeah. bagel. Yeah. Put everything. Which is, I, I, donuts I, on, I, on the brain. I thought that was pretty uh cute. Pretty uh avant garde was uh I put everything on the bagel. A little bit of my, my hopes and dreams, all my memories. Every single written word. A uh, little bit of sesame seeds. Yeah, some, poppy seeds. Some yeah. onion salt and poppy seeds. Every dog <laughs> I was like, what what? Yeah. <laughs> Every dog breed. Uh, it's like everything on a bagel. Then it created like this black hole of yeah it was so that's that supposed to symbolize like death so like she's like gonna kill herself it's, i mean yeah she was trying because, to kill herself right it's it's very Whoa. the symbolism is very general but it's also a weird reference at least that's how i saw it like so the symbol is obviously it's like it's a black hole it's a it's a circle it's a you know it's a loop and it's a you know um it's it's sucks everything in and at the end of the movie, her googly eye is the inverse of that, you know, representing their opposite perspectives. Oh. Um, but oh. the black circle is also, uh, even though this is a Chinese movie and they're not like Zen Buddhism isn't a huge um, concept uh, in in that it the circle is also reminiscent of the end show, which is. Um, let me see if I can't find it. Uh, and show Zen Buddhism, the Enso, um, which is just the black circle that represents truth and enlightenment. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that because one of the themes is like, do you want to know the truth about the universe? The, the implication being that the truth is also the Western concept of absurdism, which is that. Anything you do is not going to affect the outcome of the universe. Um, that's the common, under, I, as far as I understand, the common understanding of what absurdism is. And at the same time, it's the other Western idea of the Plato, like um, Plato's cave, right? Where learning the, or, you know, everything that we see is just kind of shadows of what's really going on. Um, so whether or not they were intentional or if that was just like a side effect of, what the what the director was like feeling when they were making this movie um that all just kind mm -hmm. of flies up and shows up well i don't know as so much about asian asian symbolism as you do <laughs> clearly <laughs> i know next to nothing um, yeah so i mean in the in the wikipedia article it says symbolizes enlightenment strength elegance universe and mu which is the void which is literally what it leads to and what 
hmm. Joe, yeah. Joe Butabaki is trying to do in this movie. I'm trying to think: does Joe Butabaki mean anything? Because it seems like a very a lot of a lot of the references in this almost seem deliberate. Why they chose to show certain things, why they chose to do certain things. So, um, I, like, Jobu Tabaki is like a random name that I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think it is just a random name. It kind of reminds, like, I hear Tabaki, and that kind of reminds me of Tabaki. And just yeah. through word association, I don't think I don't know if it's what they intended, but it just makes me think of Wacky Tabaki. Their daughter's yeah, just yeah. doing the doob. I don't think she actually smokes in this. She does. Or gets high in this. She smokes cigarettes, at least, I think. Yeah. And then they they ripped on a vape pen, I think, yeah. at the end. And well, Evelyn did. And like her introduction is also kind of where it the the rules that it sets up start breaking. It's like we don't care about these rules. We're moving on because it starts out with um, you can just like learn things from other universes. She, you know, Evelyn learns her martial arts skills from another universe, and you're like, okay, I get it, because your minds are linked. You get those experiences. It's like Sensei. Got it. But then um, Jobu Tabaki shows up and, like, no, you can just take attributes from other universes. And, like, you know, conjure things. You can turn a man into confetti. Yeah, like, that's where it just gets a little... It becomes a different movie at that point. Almost. Um, and... Uh, felt that movie was a little longer than it needed to be. Um, they have the fake ending in the middle of it, which a surprising number of people at our showing... They got baited. ...bit on. Really? Yeah. Um, That's really funny. taking out their phones, getting ready to stand up. I was up. like, guys, the house lights haven't come on yet. <laughs> you ever been to a movie before? Yeah. My, wow. I was doing the Pascal's... Check your, check your clock. Yeah. I was doing the Pascal's wedge. You're like... If they ended the if they didn't end the movie here, cool. What a funny joke. I'll just keep watching. If they did end the movie, I want to watch till the end of the credits to see, you know, just to ride this bold decision out. That would have been a very bold move, and I would have respected it. Um, I, uh, yeah, um, I don't have as much to talk of about with as far as the symbolism of the movie goes. A lot of it is. Um, I don't know. It's kind of that joke they kind of uh, you see on the internet sometimes, where it's like, uh, there's like the nihilism, nothing, nothing matters, and then you go absurd, nothing matters. You know, it's that, mm. it's that dichotomy. Yeah, uh. and I think those are kind of garbage philosophies. Uh. <laughs> well, I like, I like that they highlighted the two different like parenting styles towards the end. Um. And the father had a bigger role in this than um, kind of I thought I do, he was going to have. Like I do like that they kind of gave him an a, a important payoff to his character because he just the 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 wigman wig wigwam wagman of Waymond. Uh, thank you, the Waymond of the the main universe, the audience alpha universe, Wayman. not Alpha Wayman, um, whatever oh. regular oh Wayman. the movie verse yes. No, yeah. no, regular mm-hmm. Waymond. Okay, um, regular Waymond. Yeah. Gets dunked on for like the entire movie to that yeah. point. Yeah. So I'm glad that it paid off to where, you know, like he it's actually that, sweet, that cool monologue. Yeah. 
that yeah, that was a good scene. Like they're a good scene. I don't hate this movie. I I don't. I want to make that perfectly clear. I think it's a very bold, a very interesting, and a very original movie. Um, but just because something's original doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, the height of artistic achievement. Mm-hmm. I I think this movie took a lot of risks. Um, uh, it, it has a little bit something for everybody. Um, has a little bit for the avant-garde artsy folk. Has, has something for the, the most elaborate has, I mean, jokes I've seen. Seen on very the, elaborate the tick jokes. A um, it has like just really uh, interesting payoffs for certain things. Um, uh, even the character selection was really good. The the daughter Joy, uh, I thought, was a pretty standout and surprising actress. I haven't seen her in like anything. Wait, you said so to see her. Yeah, 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 is that what her yeah, name is? Cast, uh, she was. Can that. you believe they were about to cast Aquafina? As that character, Aquafina. No, no. On one hand, I see it because that's a name he can put on the marquee, and it would have been. It would not have not have have been great. Yeah, it would not have been the correct choice. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think they did the casting really good on this. Um, I think they did uh, a lot of good risks with the storytelling, um, in a way that. I think paid off, uh, you know, towards the end. I thought I thought it did drag a little bit towards the end. There were there were some times where I'm like, "Ooh, it, it slowed down to a snail's watch. pace," and then a little towards it, sl- the end. it did slow down at at certain points. But um, I think it, it did some some nice payoffs towards the end of when 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 Evelyn. Uh, so there's a point in the movie towards the end where she kind of learns the error of her ways. It's the whole like kind of the realization that she's become her father and she pushed her daughter away. That's why she's doing all this. That's why she pushed her to do all this because she wanted her to be like her Mm -hmm. and she wanted to accept her. And and by trying to accept her, she wasn't actually accepting her. She was just hiding behind her father with the whole, because her, in this joy is a lesbian and she is having struggles accepting that she well, will she on girlfriend. face value. She's a <laughs> oh, yeah, she can be bi. <laughs> she has a girlfriend. So at face value, she's like, oh yeah, sure. I love, I love Becky. That's fine. Have her over. But in the second hand, she's not fully accepting to the point where she's going to tell her father that her daughter has a girlfriend and she doesn't want to explain that to him. He's old. He's old fashioned. He's not going to like it. He's just, just, it's it's almost like it's not worth it. Like that's what Evelyn's ideology is. It's not worth getting him upset over something this small when he's going to die in 10, 20 years or something like that. But to Joy, it was like really fucking big. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the perspective that they brought into it, which was like to Joy, all of this stuff was important and her mom was just pushing her away and she was the cause of a lot of these these issues. Um, she's probably the cause why she doesn't call, visit, well, yada, yada, yeah. yada. The, and the then her is. dad's, her dad's style of parenting was the reverse: was do everything with kindness, acceptance. Like he he accepts Becky like a hundred percent, and he does everything with a smile on his face. Whereas Evelyn was the more glass half empty, empty kind of person. It was more of their their personality types than it is like their parenting style, um, but. Yeah, like you're the contrast is the the important element there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's when that's when Evelyn kind of takes on that that personality trait of she she takes after she learns from her husband and yeah and is like I gotta loosen oh. up a little bit and fight with kindness and yeah. then they had the whole scene where she's not throwing punches she's anymore she's their fighting with kindness yeah yeah um, which Maybe is one of the running agree. jokes is the it starts out with she makes a comment about them about being puppets and then she misinterprets the name of Ratatouille as Rakakuni. <laughs> um, and that becomes a fucking that's one of the one of the good one of the good she things crits- about this movie is they'll just take like an offhand comment and just be like, Yeah, no, that's a joke now. It pays off, yeah. Like, did you remember that? That ra- that offhand comment? That is a we are making Rakakuni where that raises so. the she that made raises it, she made a universe out of it. Did she mispronounce it a Rakakuni? Or was she pulling a memory from the other universe? Yeah. Oh, um, see, see, that's a thing. Yeah, I never know. So, so yeah, she learns. Uh, she she tries to mend all of herself at once, and eventually comes to the conclusion that like you got to make your own meaning or whatever. Um, another one of those like banger lines that um, that Wayman pulls out is in the movie Star Universe, where they're like. Because in the regular universe, it's her worst version. Like, she's living her literal worst life. And she's like, I hate doing laundry and taxes. And then it goes to the movie star universe where they both have, like, glamorous, successful lives. And he's like, you know, I would have loved to do laundry and taxes with you. And you're like, oh! In another another life. That cut. Yeah, yeah, and it it does it does pull on some heartstrings for there, and it gives you some per, some perspective, I guess, from yeah. showing from those different uh, ideas. Where you know you you may not have the most glamorous life, it's but a stab as long at as you're saying, happy, you know, enjoy what you have. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy what you have. Be happy with what you have. There's not enough and, of that yeah. in the earlier part of the movie where that feels like a an earned payoff. But it's a stab at yeah, making and the I statement. Think, well, because I think there was so much focus on Evelyn, so they don't really show that. Yeah. But there was in the background. If you focus on uh, uh, on Wayman, he's he's always trying to yes, fix he stuff. Is. He's always trying to like do stuff with a smile yeah. on his face and be happy with what he has. He knows they live in a small, cramped apartment, but you know what? He's just gonna go with the flow and. When he needs to be somewhere, he's there. Except for when and he wants to always... get divorce. Yeah, <laughs> that was the the hard well, part. Well, I mean, like, which it's was understandable from his perspective because th- there wasn't much of a relationship there. Like, he she views him in a very cold way. Like, she mm-hmm. fucking, you know, what the first jump she does to get the the martial arts powers, she's like, "Fucking, my life without you, is so awesome." I should have yeah. never gone. And she with doesn't you. even realize that what she said to him probably fucking broke yeah, his like heart. Class- and I was like, yeah. "Oh, and they damn. did the classic, like a Cold. classic slapstick joke where he has she's reading the instructions to do this universe-breaking, mind-altering technology on her side, and she sees that, but he's looking at the same piece of paper because she wrote it on the back of his divorce paper, so they get to yeah. do the two-layer oh, joke." Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. There, there was a, a few, a few of those things in there. And then there, was, there, there were some elements that, like, there, the, the, what this movie does, I guess, good. And you may, you may like it, you may not like it. I, I think it's dependent on the purpose. Is like throwing in random shit everywhere and making you like raise an eyebrow. Like, did they just do like, that? Did they just quote like uh, the story of a girl? Yeah, and just put that into the like, dialogue when. Like when Joy was confronting Evelyn and she just all of a sudden like 
started throwing around and they had those like those wacky sound effects the woo yeah, yeah woo, this movie it weirdly and, takes a lot of like, inspiration from the mass what <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like wait what the fuck <laughs> is somebody's like Cuban face gonna blow up in black smoke and dance to the mambo beat um yeah it was very strange in a lot of yeah, areas it's, so and like when you strip away everything this is a movie about a family on the rocks with strained relationships learning to accept each other and coming together. There's a lot of yeah. crazy sci-fi bullshit on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you may not want to wade through it all to get to that conclusion that I just laid out, which is kind of what makes this a hard recommend for me for some people. Um, if you are interested in the premise, I'd say go see it. Although you've listened to spoiler talk, I mean, even with the spoiler talk, there's a lot we didn't touch on. Like, yeah. uh, I did not mention how based and raccoon pilled it was. That the director <laughs> put himself as the sub in the BDSM scene and got Michelle Yeoh to be his dom. That was oh, that was, was the that director. was that him? That was like a Tarantino <laughs> move. Yeah. That's uh smart. Yeah. There's the shit like that That's in the movie. Great. So just be prepared for that. I was not prepared for when uh Joy beat a security guard to death with two giant dildos. Um I did not see mm-hmm. that coming. I was the not, Mario, I did not exp- the greatest Mario butt stomp of all time. <laughs> yeah, the fucking coming in <laughs> from downtown with the, the just like, yeah, there's full can, cheeks. <laughs> can we just acknowledge the fact that the IRS in this world was handing out spray painted black butt plugs uh, as awards yeah. for Auditor of the Month it's, or it, whatever the, the they whole were for? Thing is just. <laughs> And with the Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, I'm gonna be a pain in my. You're gonna be a pain in my ass or something like that. I was just like, with the butt plugs. Yeah, Jamie Lee I'm Curtis like, oh is like soliloquy when she's like explaining the the power she wields in this audit situation was some of the best dialogue in the movie. I was I would have been content if this movie was just. <laughs> That sort of thing. Um, it went a wildly yeah. different direction. So if they kept it at the original plot synopsis for IMDb, which was a woman tries to do her taxes, if that's what this movie was about, yeah. If and they, they had Jamie Lee Curtis as an auditor. Way, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's just, this movie's a lot. It is, it is uh, mm-hmm. you could say everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. And, so the movie's broke. I want to make mention the movie's broken into the three parts, and part one is like an hour and forty five minutes long. So when part two <laughs> came up on the screen, like there were groans in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't check how long the movie was uh, going yeah, into it, and I was like, wait, I. if they're gonna make this equal, uh oh. <laughs> and then part <laughs> So the only the only time that Peter and I could could see this together was seven twenty p.m. start, and that's you know as you know start of the trailers. There's like fifteen twenty mm-hmm. minutes of trailers. 
and I didn't check to see how long this movie was going into it. So I'm looking at my watch and I see it's like 9:40. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, just end, please. Just <laughs> I want to get to bed at a reasonable hour. Please. Uh, we eventually did. Uh, this was this was a movie. It's a that's for lot. sure. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, I think it is a film worth seeing on the the grounds of experimental filmmaking still being alive in the world um but again i i don't know that it's something that general audiences are going to work it it's kind of a weird thing right so sensibly it's a a sci-fi comedy um but the the premise is very heady for like some of the lowbrow humor in the movie. <laughs> so it, there's much like the conflicting principles of the characters in the movie. This movie seems to be targeted at conflicting audiences. Um, maybe that's another thematic choice. Um, I don't know. It's it's certainly. A unique movie. I've never seen anything quite like it before. So if if you're in the mood to see something new, uh, yes. go for it. Also, like a movie no. like this, uh, even if it had a more traditional cast, would be novel enough. But the fact that it is a uh, all the main characters at least are Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese specifically American like Michelle Yeoh is like this is the role was like crafted for her I feel like at this point in her career yeah yeah she was really good in that yeah it's uh like I said it's not a bad movie and I would even say it's it's even it's a pretty good movie even but I don't I'd stop short of calling it great I think a lot of if you base, if you see movies based solely on the thermometer, which is probably not the best about. best way to do things, um, unless you're Paddington, unless you're Paddington, um, you might come in with much higher expectations than than this movie is going to get you. Um, a lot, I, I understand completely why it's getting a lot of critical praise because it is such a uh an out there and bold a, film i wouldn't say a breath of fresh air but it's a breath of artsy air it's it's a it's a yeah, new yeah, it's a, it's very much a novel film like i like i said i've never seen anything quite like it before i've seen things that are kind of similar in parts but never a package like this uh before mm-hmm. so that's probably where a lot of the critical uh, praise is coming from. Not to say that's a bad movie, but you might see the 97% Rotten Tomatoes and be like, oh my god. It's going to be like a Paddington. It's not like a Paddington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not It's not a movie where like, oh my god, I'm, every every minute of it was joyful like Paddington 2 um, and full of like artistic praise, but like there were there were definitely moments that you're like, oh wow, this is, this is pretty good. And there were definitely moments that were like, all right, are we almost over? Check um, watch. It's it's hard to keep consistent in a film that's very nature 
requires inconsistency. Um, yeah, and it does it. it Two it weeks does in a row from that in oh, yeah. spots. I I will I will say that there are parts of the movie that are at least were to me kind of boring, but it is it is certainly a wild ride, um, if not from start to finish, um, in a linear fashion. Uh, from start to finish in a decidedly non-linear fashion. Um, and that's that's all I have to say about everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, see mm-hmm. it or don't. <laughs> yeah. You decide ultimately. <laughs> you make that choice. And then you create a branching universe where you made the opposite choice. Um We've been the Saturn Studs, SaturnStuds.com, place to go for old episode archives, links to our social media, Twitch channel, all that sort of thing. Um, Until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.